Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more details. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry, and this is episode 168, where we are discussing Trust Your Heart by the Kinks. Thank you for downloading. Um... It means a lot to me that you do. Uh, one thing we're asking for from all of our listeners is if uh, you want to participate, what Beatles or Kinks song have you changed your opinion on over the years and why? Something you hated before and you love now, or you loved before and you can't stand the sound of now. I want to know what song it is, how your opinion of it has changed, why it's changed. Um, you can leave me as many songs as you want. And leave the message as long as you want. And you can do that by calling at 925-494-1739 and leaving a voicemail for us. And we will put that out as a bonus episode um, whenever we get enough responses to make it a an interesting lis- lesson. Listen. And uh, if you need that number, you can swing by herohabit.com and find it there under the podcast link for Kinks and Beats Daily. All right. Today, like I said, we're talking about Trust Your Heart by the Kinks, which was released May 19th, 1978 on their album Misfits. Song was written by Dave Davies, and it opens with some of Davies' best lead guitar playing. And um, as I've mentioned a lot on this podcast so far, a fantastic tone. This dude knows how to dial in his gear for specific sound on specific songs, and his guitars sound amazing on this track. Um, the acoustic guitars sound great on this track too, which is an instrument that's notoriously difficult to capture on tape. But his electric from that opening um, solo section to the power chords we get later, every bit of this, the sound on this recording is fantastic. And I hate to say it because it shouldn't be true, but if Boston had released this track, it would have been a huge hit. And maybe if the Kinks had released it, it might have been a hit too. Um, they didn't put it on a single or anything. We'll never know. But I I strongly suspect that if Boston would have done it, it wouldn't. It, there wouldn't have been even a question. It has that kind of sound. It's a classic, um, classic rock sound. And it kind of proves that the Kinks were still giants among their peers. You know, with some of their best work buried on the album. This is deep on the second side. And... Uh, and, and it's a great track that, like I said, maybe should have been a hit. The drums on this track are um, handled by Nick Trevisick, which I don't like to not see Mick Avery on a Kinks track. And um, I'm not crazy about the story of Mick Avery at this point in the Kinks career. You know, he gets, there's a lot of moments on Misfits that he's not on drums. But that said, Nick really nails his performance. It's a real strong performance. And just like the guitars, the drums sound great on this. This is uh, uh, audibly a fantastic recording. And Misfits in general is a fantastic recording. And I know I've complained sometimes with some of these songs that it's a little too clean. Um, but there is a way to be clean that is sonically pleasing. And there's a way to be clean that comes off as sterile. Sometimes this album veers into sterile i think this one is sonically pleasing and i think it's partially due to the fact that i don't believe ray had a whole lot of input in the actual recording of this 
Um, the song was originally uh, recorded to be a, a Dave Davies solo album. They started recording September of 1977. And he laid down a few tracks for a solo album. This is the only one that ended up being released at the time as a Kinks track. Um, and when they did it, it originally clocked in at about six and a half minutes, but was edited down to the misfits length, four minutes and 12 seconds. And I think because it was intended for Dave as a solo track, I think maybe his approach to the studio, which worked faster is why this one sounds different than a lot of what sounds, uh, uh what Ray's tracks sound like on this album, because Ray was meticulous and went over and over and over and kind of, um, and that kind of recording process can suck the energy out. And when you've got all this other turmoil kind of lingering in the band and you've got this repetitive, monotonous recording process that can really drain the energy out. And I don't feel the energy drained out of this recording. So it could be the song. It could be the fact that Dave was kind of in charge of these sessions that, um, it sounds great, but it's like I said, it's a clean recording. Everything is really beautifully recorded and mixed and mastered. And, uh, and I think it's a highlight of this album. And, and it may be the highlight actually as great as the album is. And people think I don't like this album. I've got people calling me out. I actually like this album quite a bit. It's not one I go to as often. Um, but when I do, there's not hardly any bad songs. You know, there's, I don't know that we've covered a song here that I hate. I'd have to go double check the track listing. I might be wrong about that. But in general, I do like this album quite a bit. Uh, and it was one of the first ones that I owned on vinyl at the beginning of my uh, vinyl kinks and Beatles collecting. There's not much to talk about, though. It is a uh, cool arrangement and all that kind of stuff. But months ago... I received an email from friend of the pod, Brad, about this very song. And I'm just going to read his email to you. <clears throat> he says, hey, Tony, great job on the podcast. I look forward to every other day because he's not a Beatles fan. Ha ha ha. Get over it, Brad. We are a two band family in this podcast land. He goes on. Tony, I love the sound of your voice and it's dulcet tones soothe me to sleep when I'm awoken in the middle of the night. I wish I could be your close personal friend and spend hours and hours on end talking to you. Oh, wait, that's not what it says. He says, looking forward when uh, your random kink song generator spits out my favorite Dave Davies song, Trust Your Heart, from the Misfits album. It's probably not anyone's guess for someone's favorite Dave song, but something about it really gets to me. It's actually one of my favorite kink songs overall. I told Dave this one time after one of his shows, and he seemed equal parts appreciative and shocked. I don't know why he's shocked. That should be, you know, you don't have a ton of songs to choose from when it comes to your favorite Dave Davies kinks song. And, uh, this definitely deserves consideration up there with, you know, the standard ones that I'm sure he gets from everybody, but I'm glad uh, Brad got a chance to say something to Dave. <clears throat> Tony, I know you are not a huge fan of misfits. See, here he is again. Everybody thinks I don't like misfits. Y'all, I dig Misfits, okay? It's fine. We got it. I I'm that might be the next Kinks album I do a full uh full length episode on because obviously I have to right some wrongs in how I have um uh shown my perception of this album. 
Maybe Brad will guest on that one. I think this particular song fits really well with the rest of the album, which asks, how do I fit in? So this song's answer is trust your heart and you'll regret it if you don't. I read somewhere that Dave wrote it about his first love. That sounds true. He writes a lot about his early days. Their relationship was stopped when both sets of parents lied to uh, each of them, telling them each never wanted to see the other again. He discovered the truth many years later. Dave talked about it in his amazingly candid biography, Kink. It's a pretty heartbreaking story, and the song uh, is really bittersweet. Feels like it starts out with Dave trying to be philosophical, but ends up in raw emotion. Ken Emerson had a great take in his review of Misfits and Rolling Stone. Only trust your heart. The first song, Kid Brother Come Lead Guitarist, Dave Davies has written and recorded in six years. That's hard to believe in and almost criminal, especially when you consider some of the Ray songs that got picked over Dave's. Um, Erupts uncontrollably and the chaos is uh, scarifying. Is that a word? As the track lurches from love song to political Jerry made, what on earth do we need government for? Guitars whine and wallop in a dark void. Dave squeals and caterwauls like little Richard until on the last verse, his hysteria becomes incomprehensible without the lyric sheet. Unlike Ray, he cannot articulate his torment, which makes it all the more violent. How can you trust your heart when it's incoherent? Uh, that's pretty cool um, paragraph in standard Rolling Stone style of, of being overly wordy and, and heady. Um, but it's true. And it's a great Dave. Now we're back to Brad. It's a great Dave contribution to a great album about trying to find your way, which is exactly what the kinks as a band and as individuals were trying to do when this album was released in 1978. And like you always say, play it loud. That is true. I do always say that. And, um, this song may be the one on this album that demands to be played loud the most because those guitars just sound so great cranked up on your headphones. Tony, keep up the great work. I love you madly, Brad in San Carlos, California. Okay. Thank you for that email, Brad. I love getting messages from people. Um, and just because I haven't done the song you've talked that you want to talk about yet, doesn't mean you can't leave me a voicemail or an email um, and like I said, I save them and we'll get to them eventually. We're covering everything. Um, so that's about all I have to say. It's a great song, guys. And if you haven't listened to it, if you are a Beatles fan that listens to this podcast and you haven't dug deep into the Kinks catalog, I really think you should listen to this track. And if you're a casual Kinks fan that hasn't listened to Misfits in a while, go revisit this track. You're not going to be disappointed. It is a great track that highlights what a fantastic guitar player Dave Davies is and how great his voice and his vocal performance are when they are, um, when, when that style is suitable for the song. You know, I was a little critical of Dave a couple episodes ago on one of his solo pieces. I have nothing critical to say about this song. It's a great rock song. It's a great performance instrumentally vocally because like that Rolling Stone interview or uh, review said, in this instance, you don't want your vocals to be super sharp and, and you know, crystal clear articulation and all that kind of stuff. It's like when we talked about, um, I forget which song from John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band. It's not the quality of the voice. It's what the voice is emoting. And sometimes 
you need to have that raw, barely controlled vocal to really highlight and sell what the song is about and what the song uh, emotion-wise should be feeling. So it's a great tune. Go listen to it and check it out. Again, I'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to find out how to contact me, uh, just swing by herohabit.com. At the top of the page, there's a podcast button with a link to Kinks and Beats Daily. Do that, and you can find all the ways to reach me. And please, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. And if you haven't left a five-star rating and review, leave a five-star rating review over on iTunes. And if you would like access to exclusive content, every month I'm going to drop a new episode um, exclusive to subscribers um, uh, or contributors, really. Uh, for $4 a month, 20 cents an episode, um, you can get one of these exclusive podcast episodes as bonus material every month. All right. Thank you again for listening. I look forward to talking, talking to you tomorrow. Have a great one. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.